Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Maseches Gitten Daf Membez, and we're starting on the very top line of Daf Membez. You can stay. You can stay. That's all right. We're very, we're very welcoming. Um, top of Membez and Madalaf on the top line. But in order to start properly, we just have to read three lines from the previous page on Mem Aleph Amid Beis. Look on Mem Aleph Amid Beis at the uh, open of the Gemara, which is seven lines down. There, we're going to learn a brisa, which we learned yesterday, and then we're going to jump right back into uh, today's Gemara. So yesterday, we learned the brisa Mem Aleph Amid Beis, seven lines down. Let's say that I own an Eved. I'm only Meshachar 50% of my Eved. So Rabbi Omer Kana, this transaction can take place. And V'chachamim Omrim Lo Kana, the Chachamim say this transaction cannot take place. Now, let's go to the top of Membez Modalif. And Omar Rabba Machlokes, this Machlokes that we just saw between Rabbi and the Chachamim is B'Sheshichrer Chetzio V'Hiniya Chetzio. Yes, we know from the case that was just presented by Anmem Aleph Amid Beis, where the uh, where the owner was Meshachrer half, but he did nothing with the other half. So let's speak in percentages. If I own an Ebed and I'm Meshachrer 50%, but I maintain 50%, that's what the Machlokes is. Aval says the Gemara three lines down. What if I was Shichrer Chetzio, I gave up 50%, and then Umachar Chetzio, I sold the second half. I kept, I had, the, I had 100%. I gave up, I was Meshachar 50%, and then I sold the other half. Now, this guy, this Evan has no tethering to me. Or I sold, I gave up 50%, oh, nosan so the other half was then given away. So, kevan de kanafik mine kule, since I, as the owner, as the Baal, no longer have any percentages left in regards to this Evan, divre hakol kana. In other words, we're giving a scope to the machlokes of Rebbe and the Chachamim from Memala from base. According to this approach, we're only talking about a machlokes if I was Meshachar the first 50% and kept the second 50%. But if I was Meshachar the first 50% and then in any way, shape, and form got rid of the next 50%, so says the Gemara, in the name of Rabbah, there is no machlokes anymore. A qualification to the, to the machlokes of Rebbe and the Rabbanon. And the Gemara says, Amar le'abaye, wait one second. Uvekulo lo pligi, there isn't a machlokas when you as the Baal give up 100%. Rabbah wanted to say that there's only a machlokas when I give up 50% of the Ebed. I was Meshachar 50 and I kept 50. But says Abai, that's not true because we have two brises. And these two brises are going to be the crux of our learning today. So we need to understand these two brises. We're going to have four approaches to these two brises over the course of the Amud. So let's stay uh, focused in here. We're five, six lines down on Membez Madalab. Here's brisa number one. We have one brisa that says as follows. If I as a Baal write over all of my property to my two servants, Kanu, they have acquired it, and they can both go free. And Vitanya Idach, we have another brisa. What does the other brisa say? Haomer, if a, a Baal says to his avadim, Kol nisunum leploni viploni avadai, I'm giving it to my, uh, we'll say Jack and John are going to be my my avadim. And the Gemara says that if I, as the Baal, say to that I'm giving my uh, properties to Jack and to John, I isolate their names, I call them out individually. Af atzmam lo kanu, then neither of them are free. So the Gemara posits that the reason why these two brises have different answers is because of the following. My love, ha-rebi, ha, ha, ha Wouldn't it be the case that these two brises are really a machlokes rebi and the rabbanon? In the first brisa, where we see that they're meshuchrar, that's, ra, that's rebi. 
And in the second b'risa where they're not meshuchrar, so that would be the Rabbanon. And therefore, Rabbah's assertion that we started with today, that the machlokas between Rebbe and the Rabbanon is only when I'm meshachrar half, and that there's no machlokas anywhere else is not true, because Abaye just showed us from these two b'risas that perhaps the machlokas is even broader than we thought. It isn't only where I was meshachrar half, but there's even a machlokas, Rebbe and the Rabbanon, where I'm meshachrar all, not only half. Says the Gemara, answer number one, low. This is not correct. It's the not It's not the correct way to understand how we balance out these two brises. So let's try. There's four answers. Answers one, three, and four will be rejected. Answer two will stand the test of the Gemara. So let's start with the first answer that's going to get rejected. Really, E-D-V-E-D Rabbanon. Really, both cases, both brises are the shita of the Rabbanon. What did the Rabbanon hold in the brisa that we started with on, on Memala from Abbez, the one right by the Gemara? Rabbah said, uh, the Gemara says in the name of the Chachamim that if you're Meshachar Chatsi Avdo Lo Pana. So really, it shouldn't work at all. But Hada Amar Kulo, and when this, uh, when we have a case of Kulo, Hada Amar Chatsi Chatsi. One is talking about where I, I say that all of my property goes to the Avadim. That works. But in a case of Chatsi Chatsi, where I only keep half and forego half, so there he says that uh, that it does not work. So that's one possibility. And says the Gemara, Seifa, wait one second. That second brisa has a Seifa to it that we haven't seen yet. Had we been more erudite, we would have known, but we're not. And that second brisa has a continuation. What does it say? Quarter of the way down on Membez Lokanum. If the way that the second part of the brisa reads is that we don't say half to you and half to you, half to Jack and half to John. If that's Lokanum, Michlal, that implies that the second brysa in the beginning of that brysa, Duresha de Amar Kulo. So says the Gemara, if that's true, then maybe we can't learn it the way that we thought we wanted to learn it because the Seifa doesn't align with this rationale. We wanted to say that the Seifa was talking about a case of Chatsi Chatsi where I give half to Jack and half to John. The Gemara says that's not what that line in the Brisa means because the last line of the second Brisa says that, which means that the first line of the second Brisa is a case of Kulo. Says the Gemara, uh, really, the seifa of the second brisa is coming to explain the resha of the second brisa. How so? How so? When it says af atzman lo the second brisa told us that if a man says kol avodai, that I'm hereby giving over all of my possessions to my servants Jack and John. The Gemara says af atzman lo What's the halacha? How do we understand the brisa? The second part of the second brisa is simply to say that we're talking about, we're describing the case. It's only where it's saying to Jack and to John. And hachanami mistabra, this is very reasonable to assume this, because the isal amar kulo. If the first part of the second b'risa was talking about kulo, where he had said, I'm giving my properties, all of my properties, but more broadly to the two of you without their names. Hashta amar kulo lokanu. If that first case was talking about kulo, then why do we need the seifa of the second b'risa? The seifa, amar chatsi chatsi miboya? If you're not going to be acquired when you have zero, when I own you zero, then for sure, if it's half and half, you're not going to be acquired. So says the Gemara, this isn't a good argument. Imi Shumha says the Gemara, if that were to be the case, lo iria. That, was, that isn't a good argument because perhaps tana seifa legluye resha. Perhaps the seifa of the brisa, which does speak about chatsi chatsi, that's only to reveal the appropriate understanding of the resha of the second brisa. What is that? Shalotomar, so that you will not say 
Resha da Amar Chatsi Chatsi. We don't want you to think that the Resha is talking about Chatsi Chatsi, Aval Amar Kulo Kano. But perhaps we could have had the incorrect Diuk that if the case was Kulo, that maybe the Avadim would have acquired their freedom. Therefore, Tana Seifa da Amar Chatsi Chatsi, Michla da Resha da Amar Kulo, Vafilohachi lo Kano. So this is a little bit of a difficult gemara for a host of reasons. First of all, because it's difficult. And second of all, because the two svaras are very, very similar. First, we said, that the seifa is explaining the resha. And then we give this different answer of seifa ligluye resha. Just to make sure we don't have a misunderstanding about the resha. The cases are quite similar, but there are differences. Ayin sham and the rishonim. And this therefore rejects answer number one as to how we view these two brises. Let's review the two brises one more time so that we can make sure that we understand the approaching answers. We had one brisa that taught us that if a person was kosev nechasev l'shnei avodav, a person writes over his things to his servants in plural, there we said that the avadim will go free. However, if he said that they're going to Jack and to John, then they don't go free. How do we understand this contrast between the two brisas. Answer number two is just about halfway down on the page on Mambez Manalev. There's really no difficulty between the two brisas which have discrepancies. Kan bishtar echad, kan In one case, you have everyone in one star, and in another case, we have everyone in two staros. So take a look at Rashi, which is right next to us, halfway down in the Rashi's Bishtar Echad. If you write everything in one star, Lokana, Kigon Kol Avadai, this does not work. But if you were to write it in two staros, maybe that would work. So says the Gemara, wait one second. Bishtar Echad, if you're saying that everything was written in one star, my area, Chatsi Chatsi, who cares if you detail? John and Jack's names, it doesn't matter because Af Amar Kulo Nami Lokana, because everything's in one star. You can't have everything in one star, as Rashi explained. So says the Gemara, really, it's a Hachinami Kamar, to teach us this and that. So says the Gemara, Af Atman Lokana, when the second Brisa says that when the Baal details that he's giving over his properties to Jack and to John, that this will be that they're not free. That's And if you were to detail the people's names, then the Gemara says, Even if they were separate staros, it would still not be kona, which is a huge chiddish. This answer seems to stick in the Gemara. And then we move on to the third answer, answer which will be rejected. The third answer is two-thirds of the way down on Membez Medalif. Again, trying to figure out how to understand the contrast between the two brisos that we found at the top of this page. That perhaps we're talking about when he said all of this in one shot. Uh, or when he said it over in two separate shots. So says the Gemara, this is difficult as well. Bishlama, that if you were to say to them, I understand that the second person won't be Kona because if I went over to Jack first and I said, I'm giving over all of my properties to my slaves. And then I separately went over to the other person and said, I'm also giving over to my slaves. The second person is not going to be Kona because the first slave was already Kona. But if it's true that the first slave was going to make that Kenyan, if that's true, Elakama, but if the first guy were to make a, a Kenyan, then Likni Nafsheva Likni Elechavre. If we're going to say it's Bezeach if I go over to Jack first and then I go over to John. So Jack, he inherits all of my property right away. Now, John doesn't get it because Jack got it first. But if Jack gets it, then Jack should be made free and then he can then free the next Eved too. 
So says the Gemara, Elamachvarta, therefore this answer doesn't work. Elamachvarta, the correct thing is not this one. And Kiddushanin and Meikara, we need to fall back on the previous answer, which is answer number two, which distinguishes between the two Brysos based on Shtar Echad versus Shnei Shtaros. And the fourth answer, which we're also going to reject, which is a little bit more than two-thirds of the way down, is in the name of Ravashi. Ravashi makes a gentle diuk in the second brisa, and he says, Ravashi Omar, shiny hasam de kakari luhu avodai. He calls these people my servants. So how can you call them my servants and then have them go free? So that's very interesting. Sometimes a person could refer to my employee as current, or they were my employee as past tense. So we're now we're going to analyze Rashi from that. We're going to analyze Rav Ashi from that lens. Rashi is under the assertion that when he says avodai, it's a present tense word, and that means that they're currently my avod, and therefore, by definition, they can't go free. But Amar Le Rav from the Rav Ashi says, "Wait one second. The Dilma avodai shahayukvar. Maybe it just means that they were my slaves." not that they are my slaves. So says the Gemara, after all, we have precedence for this in a Mishnah. Says the Gemara, three-fourths of the way down, Milotnan, don't we have a Mishnah that we'll learn uh, in Baba Basra and a couple hundred blot from now? If a person writes over all of his properties to his slave, then the slave goes free because the slave is part of the property. However, if the Baal left over even a small parcel of land, the halacha is that he goes free, the lo the, he doesn't go free. That's the Tanakam. Reb Shimon Omer, ben Yomar, one, he will always go free until the Baal says the following phrase. And it is on this line that the Gemara proves that when a person says avodai, it's not always present tense. The Gemara infers from Rabbi Shimon's line, When a person says, I'm giving everything to my Evet except for one of many Rebo, if he didn't say that, it would have been Kone. And how could it be Kona if the word Avodai is present tense? Obviously, it could only be past tense. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. If I say you are my Eved, then you don't walk out and go free. So if, if over here the Diyu Kan Shimon is correct, then am I? Why would he go free? Reb Shimon referred to this person as an Eved. Ella says the Gemara, Avodai Shehoya Kvar. Hachanami Avodai Shehoya Kvar. Just like in the case of Rib Shimon, the word Avodai was used as a past tense word that you used to be my employee, you used to be my Ebed. So too, over here, in our case, it must be that Rav Ashi is wrong because the word Avodai is often used in a past tense uh, form. Good. That's the end of this particular sugya, but we are still uh, talking about Chatsi Eved, Chatsi Ben Chor. And the Gemara brings an interesting case. This one is less complicated than the previous uh, case, which is Nag Choshor. Now we're starting to feel some like Nazikan stuff. If you have a shore that is Nagach, that gores somebody, and the somebody that he gores is a Chatsi Eved, Chatsi Ben Choren. So look at this fascinating Gemara. If the Eved gets gored on Yom Shel Rabo, well, let's say he alternates days. Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday, he works for the Eved. And the other days of the week, he's he, those are his days off because he's Chatsi Eved, Chatsi Ben Choren. So says the Gemara, we distinguish. If he gets killed, Yom Shel Rabo, then the money goes Rabo. So if he gets killed on a Sunday by the shore, because it's a day of employment, he got killed on the job. So then who gets the money? The, the boss gets it. Ah. <laughs> 
So then it says the Gemara, Yom Shel Atmo, what if it's a day for him? He doesn't get killed, he gets injured. So then a day for him, Atmo, the money goes to him or to his Yorshim. So that's already crazy town. That means that his Chati Ebed Chati Ben Choren status has a real Lemaisa play on how things pan out financially. That means that if he gets injured or killed on a Monday, all of his money is kept in by his Yorshim. But if he gets killed on a Sunday, which is the day of the Rav, the day of his of his master, all the money goes. It's, it's an incredible bifurcation of employment. Very sharp. What about Shabbos? It doesn't belong to either one of them. I don't know how that works. Well, it's just the money he earns that day. That's not Shabbos. Earn it money, except if he gets. Oh, that's not. I just don't know how it works. Is this a discussion in Shah somewhere about what happens with the Chassi Evan on Shabbos? I don't know. Property of the of the Baal on Shabbos. Is he? Or do you only have property for Shabbos? No, it's not. It's not. The Lumdus is not that in any one moment he belongs to both. The Lumdus is that in any one day he's either to the Rav or. practical way to split it is I mean, in theory, you could have done hour by hour. In Lumdus, we could have argued that it's every minute belongs to both. We could have done that, but we didn't. Well, kind of, sort of, but not really. It doesn't really play out that way. I don't know the answer to your question. What? Yeah, I just don't know how it works. It's a great question. Does anybody say anything here? Okay, I don't know. So then the Gemara says, okay, got it. Because you're Chati Ebed, Chati Ben Choren, if the Ebed gets gored, then if it's a worker's day, then the money goes to the Baal. If it's not a worker's day, the money goes to the Yorshim of the person who died. Says the Gemara, Elameata, if that's true, Yom Shal Rabo, Yisa Shivcha, Yom Shal Atmo, Yisa Baschor. Says the Gemara, if we do split worker's days versus non-worker's days, then I have a great solution for a very big problem. One of the problems is that an Everus Chatsi Ever Chatsi Ben Choren, he can't marry anyone. He can't marry a Shifcha because he's partially a Yid. He can't marry a, a Bas Choren because he's partially an Ever. So says the Gemara, okay, great. On Sundays, when he works for the Rav, let him marry a Shifcha. And on Monday, when he works for when he works for himself, he should marry Bas Choren. Perfect. I don't know, do you have to divorce at the end of each day? I don't know. But the Gemara is just making a point, and we're actually just teeing up this ball so we can slam it right back on the ground. It says the Gemara, don't be ridiculous. And this chakir is very, very important. Isura, isura lo ka'amrina. We're not talking about isurim. All we're talking about is mumness. We're just talking about financial transactions. And when we're dealing with financial transactions, then we bifurcate the days. We split them cleanly. Day one is going to be for the Rav, and day two is going to be for Atzma. Says the Gemara, another case, Toshma, Hamis, and Rashi here, three lines from the bottom, points out, Peshor Hamuad Koi, we're talking about an animal that already is known to be a dangerous animal. It's already gored a number of times. And the Gemara says on the, uh, the and I'm sorry, Rashi says two lines from the bottom that when we're dealing with a Shor Hamuad, an animal that's known to kill, the Gabe Eved, when an Eved is killed, no sane shloshen kesef to Hainu Knas. There's a slap on the wrist that we have to give 30 shkalim, uh, 30 silver coins to somebody. We'll see, we'll see soon. Dafilu eno shavedinar. Okay, let's not go into the rest of that. But Rashir points out that if it's an Eved who's gored, 30 sela, 30 uh, kesef has to change hands. So let's go back into Argamar. Hamis, if this Shor Hamuad killed, uh, if this Shor Hamuad killed an Eved, Misha Chetzio Eved, he kills someone who's half Eved Chetzio Ben Chorin, no saying Chatzik Knas Le Rabo, he gives half of the 30 to the Rav, okay? And the language changes here. The Chatzik 
kofer liyorsha, but half of the cost of the actual person to that person's yorsha. Same split. It's a financial split. But says the Gemara, am I? Why did you make the split that you just recommended? I understand we can't do the wedding thing. That's very complicated because we're only talking about mumminess. But this is a mumminess case. And Amai, why would you split it this way? Hachanami, we should say, Lema yom shal rabo the rabo, that if he gets killed on a day, which is a work day, then why is it only 15 of the 30 kesef goes to the rabo? It should be 30. And then yom shal atzmo la atzmo, then if it's a day when he was just on a family day and he got killed by a shor hamuad, then it should be that all of the money should go, the cost of the person, forget about a kanas, all of the money should go to his family. Says the Gemara, this case is different. This case is different because shiny karna. Because here the Eved not only lost out on that day, but he also never gets the principal back. In other words, the person's a goner and he has no way to recoup. In the previous case, it might have been that he was injured. So we were discussing Shevis. We'll discuss all of that in a minute too. So says the Gemara, well then, what is the case? What is a case? where we would have a clean split of Rav over here and Atzmo over there. So says the Gemara, the case is, He got hit on his hand. His hand literally means it dried out, which means that he had some kind of injury and that he'll heal from it down the road. In such a case, that's when we'd say that the money on the day of the Rav if the injury happens on, on, on a Sunday, the money goes to the Rav. And if the injury happened on a Monday, then all of the money would then go to the person himself. And says the Gemara, Ha this only makes sense, not for a sheet of Abaye that we've seen yet, but for a different sheet of Abaye, the Amar, six lines down, five lines down, that he says, what does Abaye hold? No sin lo, Sheves Gedola, Sheves Ketana. That when a person has this kind of injury, he gets Sheves Gedola and Sheves Ketana. What do these phrases mean? Special thank you to Rashi for his insights. Mm-hmm. Rashi says four or five lines down, Dibraham Aschil, no sin lo, Sheves Gedola, Sheves Ketana. Sheves Gedola, Hain Pichas, Damav, Limacher, Achshav, Bishuk. When we talk about Sheves Gedola, that's talking about the reduced value of this Evet. Before today, he was worth $1,000. Now that his hand is ruined, he's lost a lot of his capacity to do things. Now he's only $700. And uh, that is Vihu Nezek. That is a Nezek payment. Um, and then if we skip a few lines down in Rashi, five lines down, it says, V'sheves Kitana, Hainu ki'iluhu shomer kishuin, shenosin lo kol cholyo. This is paying for the days that he's ill. So let's look back in the Gemara. Sheves Gedola is a Nezek payment for what he used to cost minus what he currently costs. That's your Nezek payment. It used to be a thousand, now he's seven fifty. So then the the person who caused the injury has to pay two fifty. But the Sheves Ketana is not a Nezek payment. It's regular compensation for how much he got paid per day. And now my Evet can't produce anymore. I get to get the payments of how much he should have and could have produced. So it makes sense according to Abaye because Abaye at least has a Nezek payment. According to Rava, who says there is no Sheves Gedola in this case, Rava's case is very difficult to understand because Rava says that when a person gets injured this way, that there is no Nezek payment. But how can that be? This only makes sense according to Abaye because Rava says that there's only uh, Sheves and no Nezek. So the Gemara says, Iba Yisema, it could be that the case according to Rava 
when we do have Sheves, uh, only Sheves Kitana, and not Sheves Gedolas, when it's Hikahu, Kshikahu Adam, when a man injures the Ebed, but not when a shore does, because you're right. When a shore injures someone, there should be Nezek. Perhaps that he really doesn't uh, hold of this line at all, one way or the other, because none of this is from the Tanai. Memrahi is actually a very important line in some of the early Rishonim. Years ago in Hello Torah, we met someone named Rabbi Pinchas Hyman who had written a full curriculum on how to teach Gemara. His Gemaras were color-coded. Green was Tanaim, red was Amoraim, blue was... I don't remember all the details anymore. But he, I think his son, put together a book with 500 Mari Makomos indicating that the early Amoraim and Rishonim used to learn in a very specific way. And one of the things that they highlight there is the word Memra is a word that is util utilized only by Amoraim. So perhaps, says the Gemara, Vibaisema, Memrahi, that this is only a Memra, this line that we're debating. Umemra Lurava, Lusfirli just disagrees with the line. And then it's Amoraim against Amoraim, and no problem. They're allowed to argue with one another. Next case, we're a quarter of the way down, Membez, Amudbez, and we will be going until uh, six lines from the bottom. So we're almost there. The Gemara says, get If the only thing that's left um, holding a, a, an Eved to his Rav is a get shechror, meaning, let's say the Rav was mafkir, his Eved, but he didn't yet give him a Shtar shechror. So then the Gemara says, Yesh lo knas? Would there be a knas payment in a case like this if he were to have been hurt by a shor hamuad? Do we say that we need a case where there are 30 shekel paid and Baha'i lav adonu and because he was already mafkir his evid? But even though he didn't write a get shikhror, he's not an adon anymore. Meaning, we need to define when adnus ends. When is a master no longer a master? If I say to my Evid, I'm being mafkir you, does that make me not a master? He still doesn't have a get shikhror. Or no, still I am the master until the get shikhror is given. You're only partially, you're one foot out the door, but not two. So how do we view it? So do we say, like the Gemara says, Kesef Shloshim Shkalam Yitin Adon the Torah says, for an Adon, Adon Hu, because you were already mafkir your Evet, even though you didn't give over the Get Shikhror, so then you're not an Adon. O Dilma, or perhaps, Kevin the Mechusar, Get Shikhror, since the Get Shikhror has yet to be written, you're still in the category of Adon Karina Be. You're still an Adon? It's a great question. Just in Lamdus, like how do we define the severance? Balabatish, we for sure would have thought, I would have for, for sure thought, get Shechro. Until it's over, it's not over. That's what I would have thought. But, and I presume, like, I, we're probably trained by American law that until the relationship's over, it's not over. Fine. But the Gemara has a Chakira. Let's see what the Gemara says. Third of the way down, Tashma, we have a Brisa. Hemis Misha Chetzio Eved, Vechetzio Ben Chorin, No Sein Chatziknas Lerabo. Bechatzi Kofer, Liorsha, very similar to the Bryce that we had. It's the same Bryce we had earlier, actually, that if um, a man was killed, and he was killed at a time when he was a Chatzi Eber, Chatzi Ben Choren, so if he was killed on a day of uh, of his Rebbe, when he as a Sunday, he's working for the master, so then 15 of the 30 shekel, because that's what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says that if an Eved gets gored, he gets 30 shekel, and we're giving Chatzik Knast the Rabo, the Chatzik Kofer the Yorshev, and half of the value of the Eved gets given over to his Yorshev. So my love, Kimishna Achrona, perhaps we're saying that this is like the Mishnah Achrona. If you'll remember from Shabbos, we learned the Gemara, where Abaye 
where, excuse me, where Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel argued. And at the end of the Mishnah, we saw something very unique. And the end of the Mishnah is on the top of Memalaf Amid Beis, where it says, Bechazru Beis Hillel lehoros kedirei Beis Shammai. What was that case? So let's look at the Shita of, um, of, uh, Beis, uh, of Beis Shammai. So there, the Gemara was talking about a case where we have an Eved. It was very difficult to get the Eved married. So let's just look back at this Mishnah. And the Gemara says that Beis Shammai says, Takante Mesrabo, you, you, you're stuck. What is this guy supposed to do? He can't get married. So what he recommended is it was that because of Tikkun Olam, Kofenes Rabo, in a case of Chatsi Eved, Chatsi Ben Choren, and he has to free, the guy who's still holding possession has to free up the Eved. So if that's the case, if that's Kemishnach Rona, then we're all fine and good. We have our answer, which is that he has to free him. In other words, you're not free until you're totally free. That would be Kemishnach Rona. So says the Gemara, lo. Perhaps it's commissioner Rishona like we initially thought, and maybe we thought like differently than what we have now in our Mishnah, which is that originally Beis Hillel argued, and Beis Hillel would say that, no, you don't have to free them. So perhaps that's the Machlokas. So that's why the Gemara says, no, it's commissioner Rishona. It's like our initial impression and not like the latter impression. So we don't yet have a Raya. We don't yet have an answer if being Mafgir is the line in the sand to make a Nevid fully free, or if the Get Shichror is the line in the sand. So let's try again. The Gemara says, Tashma, we have a Brisa. Hipil es shino, if I cause the tooth of my Evet to fall out, or Vesima es eno, or if I blind my Evet, then if I do both of these things, Yotze Vesino, what makes the Evet go free was the first act that I did that I knocked out a tooth. Dme eno, and I give money to the Evet for the injury of his tooth, uh, of his eye, excuse me. Now, the e amris yeshlo knas v'knas lerabo. If you want to say that there is a knas and that the knas goes to the rab during this interim time of between being mafkir the evet and the time of ksivas uh, get shechror. So hashta chavle be'achrini yavale lerabe. If somebody else were to injure this evet, the money would go to the rab. Chavil be'rabe gufe yoyvle lediday. Of course, the money is going to go to the master. You think he's going to give it to somebody else? Push it, it should go to him. So says the Gemara, not necessarily. Because this Brisa that we just saw, Dilma, perhaps this Brisa is command to Amar Eino Tzarech, who says that a get shechror isn't a requirement altogether. You'll recall that we had this conversation already. Is a get shechror even required in the first place? Can I just be mafkir my evid and have him, be, have him be totally severed? So while the Gemara of, of Hipil as Shino, Evisima as Eino, is a reasonable Gemara to ask from, it's actually not a good one at the end of the day, because perhaps that whole Gemara is like the Shita that we don't even need to get Shechur. So there's no rhyme from here at all. Detanya. Bechulan, this is a little out of context, but in all cases, this is a Gemara we'll see soon in the next Masechda. Bechulan, with all of the appendage tips, our fingertips, the tips of our toes, if an Eved were to have those cut off, Bechulan, Eved Yotze Bahad Lecherus, Vitzarech Get Shechur, Me Rabo, Let's say that I cut off the fingertip of one of uh, my Avadim. The Allah is that they go free and they need to get Shechur. Now check out Rav Meir. What does Rav Meir see? Rameer say, Rameer Omer, Tzarech. You don't need to get Shechror. So, what do we see from here? We see that there's precedent in the Tanaim that a get, Shechror, isn't needed in all cases. Once a primary trigger has led to the severance of a relationship, namely cutting off a fingertip of an Eved, done. 
done. The whole relationship is over. So that's where the Gemara comes up with this argument that perhaps the case of Hipilas Shino, the Sima es Eno, is a case of Eno Tzarech. And then the Gemara bounces around different opinions. Rabbi Eliezer Omer Tzarech, no, you do need to get Shechur to end this case. Rabbi Tarfan Omer Eno Tzarech, Rabbi Kiva Omer Tzarech. Uh, so much machlokas here. And says the Gemara, Hamachri and Lifnei Chachamim, those who have to actually pass in the Shiloh Omrim, they say as follows. Nirin divrei Rebbe Tarfon, b'shein ve'ayin, that when it comes to shein ve'ayin, we follow the Shita of Rebbe Tarfon. What did Rebbe Tarfon say? Eino Tzarech. Rabbi Tarfon was of the opinion that if we um, injure a, an Eved's tooth or, or poke out his eye, so what's the halacha? So then, he doesn't need to get shikhrur. However, says the Gemara, uh, the, the reason why I should say is, because the Torah speaks specifically about those cases. However, says the Gemara, but Akiva will hold like Rabbi Akiva that tzarech, that we do need to get shikhrur in a case of when it comes to the Sha'ar Evarim, the cutting off of the fingertips, there we're going to be makbid. We're going to hold like the Shita of Rabbi Akiva. The Gemara calls it out and says, I don't understand. Why are you calling it a Knas? That doesn't even make any sense. Knas? Hakrai Kadarshinan. Rabbi Akiva learned that an Evid goes free with the fingertips being severed. That's a Drasha and Psukim. And the Gemara here makes a fascinating distinction. Ela'ema, perhaps the reason why the Chachamim paskin differently with fingertips that were cut off of an Eved is because ha'olamidrash Chachamim hu. So is there a difference in halacha between a direct explicit verse in Chumash versus a drasha? They're both Doraisa. Seemingly they're both Doraisa. There are plenty of things that are not found in the Pasuk that are Dine Doraisa. So many things. Uh, the fact that we uh, say, uh, we say Yodcha, right? When you put your tefillin on, it's Yod has spelled funny. It's with a hey at the end. So we look at that Pasuk and we say, we make a drasha. It's not in the Chumash. We make a drasha that it has to be on your Yod Ke, on your weak hand. That's a Din Doraisa. It's a drasha. So you're distinguishing between that which is explicit in a verse versus that which is inferred from a verse. And that's how the Gemara concludes. Here, one last case, and then we'll stop for the day. Ibayaluhu. The question was asked in a very similar vein. Me'ukav get shikhror. If I was mafkir in Evid, and the only thing keeping him in my world is that I haven't given him a get shikhror yet, ochel truma o eno ochel. And I am a kohen. Is he allowed to eat my truma? Typically an Evid is allowed to eat truma when he is from that of a kohen. So says the Gemara, Kinyan kaspo amarachmana. Do we say that the Eved is only allowed to eat the food of the Kohen because he's Kinyan kaspo? Because I, if I were to be a Kohen, own that Eved. He's my Kinyan kaspo. I acquired him with my money and therefore he has rights to the same truma that I do. But the high love Kinyan kaspo because I was mafkir him. Or perhaps the other side of the coin, Odilma came into Mechusar get Shechror, Kinyan kaspo Karina Be, because I, as a Kohen, was only mafkir him. I have yet to be uh, to free him with a get shechror. Perhaps that still leaves me in the category of Kenyan Kaspo. So says the Gemara, let's try and figure out from a very, very unfortunate case. Tashma, we are 10, 12 lines or so from the bottom of Membez and Membez, just a few lines left. Tashma, to Amar of Misharshia, Kohenes, a woman is a Kohenes, and she had a baby. Shenis are Vlada Bivlad Shivchasa. She and her maidservant had babies at the same time, and they looked very similar. So, and they couldn't tell them apart. Their babies got gobbled. We don't know who's who anymore. That's a big problem. 
for many, for many reasons. First of all, none of them can ever get married because it could be that either one of them is an Eved or either one of them is free. There's a lot of huge nafkaminas here. But let's say that the child of the maidservant and the child of the Kohenes wife got mixed up. Of course, both of them can eat truma because either it's the Kenyan Kaspo, it's the Ev, it's the Shifcha's child, and because the Shifcha can eat truma, so can the child. So here there's no problem, but truma is not an issue. The Cholk and Chelek Echad Goren, whatever portions are given out to the Kohanim at the Goren when they're giving things out for Trumus and Maestros, there they can only take one unit and split it. They can't take two because they're not, they're definitely not both Kohanim. Only one of them is a Kohen. So they have to split one. And Higdilu Hata'aroves, if this confused pair of children grew up and they don't know who their mother is, one is the is a, a Ben Shifcha and one is a Ben, uh, a Ben woman who's a regular Jew. Now, Din is that when they get older, they can free one another. Wait, wait one second. There's no get shechra here. How can they free one another? All that happened was is that things got confused. So how is it that they can be meshachra one another? So the Gemara says, wait a second. That's a strange question. What is the comparison between these two cases? Hasam, in the case of the children who got mixed up, this is in theory, a solvable problem. We don't know the answer to it, but it's a solvable problem in theory. If he looks at one of these two people, he'd be like, I know who you are. You're the Evid, you're the Yid. It's a very simple case scenario. But Hacha, in the case that we're dealing with, we just don't know. Maybe Lav Kenyan Kaspo who Klav. We just don't know if the Get Shichrod, if it wasn't there, is he Kenyan Kaspo? Is he not? So we don't know the answer. And you cannot learn from a case scenario where we simply don't know the answer at Shia. Well, yeah, that case is not comparable to ours. So tomorrow, Nadimir Tashem will pick up with the next Iboyaluhu, which is six lines from the bottom of Membez Mabez, wishing you all a beautiful night.